Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. So many relationships that start out great end up struggling. And this seems to be, you know, a dismay and surprise to the couple. And what's sadder is that they often have no idea how things got so off track or how to make it better. And quite frankly, this is why I do this show, to help these couples and anybody else who's trying to strengthen their relationship. It's because the information is out there, but too many people don't know where to find it. And my guest today, professor of psychology at Georgia Gwinnett College, Dr. David Ledden, is here to talk about a set of behaviors that are very important for relationship success. So, Dr. Ledden, David, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about providing more information to people who really seem to not understand how relationships work. Well, thank you for having me today. So, um, you wrote an article called A New Reason to Acknowledge Your Partner's Sacrifice, which I thought was great, and it takes a closer look at the importance of doing things for each other. And you term it making a sacrifice, which I'm going to tackle in just a minute, but why does this matter? Well, of course, what we're really talking about here is, is um, uh, in a relationship, it's always going to be a kind of a give and take. Um, but that's where the sacrifice comes in, is, is the give part of it. Um, uh, but, it, and of course, it's important to give in a relationship. You can't always just take. You have to give as well. But in, in particular, what, what I was trying to, to convey in the article was the idea that, that uh, you need to be able to uh, acknowledge your partner when they give something to you, that is, when they make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it, it kind of creates a, what we call it, a, a, a virtuous cycle of, of uh uh, of appreciation, so your your partner does something for you, and you express your appreciation uh, for what they did for you. That makes them feel better uh, about the relationship. They're more they're happy with the relationship. That makes you happier with the relationship too, mm-hmm. because uh, you know you can't be happy in a relationship if your partner's not happy in the relationship. And so it's really a it's it uh, making the sacrifices half of it, but then. Uh, the other partner acknowledging that sacrifice is in the other half. Well, and I think that's one of the things that um, a lot of that a lot of relationships struggle with is mm-hmm. that at some point they start taking each other for granted, and right. the idea that oh, and I don't know if it goes to expectations of the relationship or just kind of the familiarity breeds contempt kind of concept. <laughs> Uh-huh. where we actually stop paying attention. And, you know, I'm always contributing to articles about, you know, what are the things that people need to do to have successful relationships? And sometimes it's just as simple as saying please and thank you. <laughs> yes, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, the, just the normal every day, here's this person in my life who doesn't mm-hmm. have to be here, and right. we, but we end up treating complete strangers better than we treat our partners and kind of overlook the, the things that they do for us. Well, that's a very good point. When a stranger does something kind to us, we notice it. It stands out because most people we don't know don't do anything for us. Right. But your partner who's doing things for you on a daily basis, it's, it's so familiar that you, uh, you, you, you no longer even notice that they're, that they're 
doing something for you, that they're, that they're making a sacrifice for you. Well, and I think that a corollary to this, because I'm sure you're familiar, and I think it was John Gottman who did this, um, about the ratio mm-hmm. of positive interactions to negative interactions right. for the success. And, right. you know, I think because the negatives are so powerful, we pay attention to those where the positives kind of get overlooked or it's an expectation. You know, I, I, I joke with my husband that, yeah, yeah, I do expect him to come home every night. <laughs> but I'm also very appreciative that he does. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, so how do we, how do we um, pay more attention to what our partners are doing for us and kind of short-circuit that taking for granted? Yeah, well, um Part of it could just be um, recognizing that your partner must be doing things for you, even if you don't notice. Uh, so, so just this mm-hmm. attitude of gratitude. You you know uh, that your partner um, gives in to you on occasions, does things for you. You may not even notice it, but just keeping in mind that your partner is there making sacrifices for you um, and then, then expressing your gratitude. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, each time your partner does something for you, you have to right there and then say thank you, but sort of just in your interactions with each other, just sort of uh, show a, a kind of a, an, you know, a kind of a gratitude for the, everything they do. Uh, this just kind of thanks for everything you do kind of, uh, of, uh, of expression um, really goes a long way, just to kind of letting the other person know that you recognize that they're making sacrifices. They're giving up things that they would rather do. Um, for your benefit. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to address that whole sacrificing because I think when people hear that, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing with making compromises, which, of course, mm-hmm. we have to do to be, to be successful in any aspect of our yeah. life. Um, it, sometimes people look at those words, and, and I really focus on the words that people use because it's an indicator of their thinking and their belief system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there can be some challenge with this whole idea of sacrifice, meaning, you know, it's almost like drudgery or what I want <laughs> doesn't matter, which is why I, I always get a little challenge because, uh-huh. you know, to me it's, it's people feeling like they have to give up something of themselves versus making a choice. Because you do talk, at the opening of the article, you talk about um, – a husband going to to an event for his wife, a celebratory right. event for his wife, instead of I, I don't remember whether it was going out with his friends or doing right, something else like that. Yeah. that he could do, and you know that's to me that's just kind of a common thing. You if you care about your spouse, you want to be supportive of them. You want to do these things, and mm-hmm. I just. You know, it's just the word sacrifice I think sometimes can, especially if people are already feeling like they're always the one giving in, because that's another concept, yeah. um, as, yeah. because then they focus on that as opposed to not necessarily looking at what their partner is giving them in return. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're, yeah. Um, I can understand where your where your uh, trepidation about the word sacrifice is coming from, um, and it certainly didn't mean it in, in, in that big level. It's just the uh, I was just talking about occasions where um, you give in to your 
your partner's need or your partner's desire um, when you would actually rather have done something else. Um, right. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's true of any kind of relationship right. that we're in mm-hmm. because at any given point, we have options of what we're going to do. And so do we do option A or do we do option C? Right. And it's kind of like I would tell people, it's like, you know, if I'm by myself, I get to choose whatever I want to do because right. – I'm really the only one impacted, but if i part of a couple or part of a family, then there are other people who are impacted by the choices that I make. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. do I take them into account? Um, you know, this comes up all the time about, you know, do we go to family events? Or, you know, right, right. It's like, well, really, I'd rather stay home than spend the afternoon with your family, but... I know it's important to you, so yeah, yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a very good. Uh, uh, yeah, I have a very good point. In a relationship, you do have to do things for the other person that you would rather not do, and of course, you also have the right to expect them to do things for you that they'd rather not do. That's part of the give and take of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, part of the article that you wrote was based on a study that, yeah. a couple of studies that investigated, you know, the importance of doing things for each other in a relationship, the making sacrifices. So, can you talk a little bit about the main points of this study? You know, you know because I, I don't think people realize that there are actually people like you and other people who actually study relationships and find out what <laughs> works. <laughs> And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, relationships are natural. It's like, actually, there's a lot of laws, or I don't even know if laws are the right things, but there's a lot of, you know, information about what Mm -hmm. to do and what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, there's quite a lot of information out there about what what works and doesn't work in a relationship. Um, And, 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 you know, a lot, I would say the last 20 years or so has been a really big, Movement. You mentioned uh, John Gottman. He's sort of the, the godfather of what we call relationship science, uh, mm-hmm. actually looking at relationships from a scientific point of view. Uh, in this particular uh, uh, study, uh, it, was a, it was a collaboration of American and Dutch psychologists. And um, they, um, it's, it, 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 oh, what do they call it? It's kind of uh, something that they call experiential sampling. That is, every day uh, each member of the couple will get a, um, get a, a, a link on their phone to a, to a survey. So every day for uh, two weeks, I think it was about 14 days, uh, each couple would answer five questions um, by themselves, of course. And the, 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 the questions were, did you, did you sacrifice? They, they used the word sacrifice, which right. is why I was using sacrifice. Did you sacrifice for your, for your spouse today? Did your spouse sacrifice for you today? Um, then they asked uh, three questions, that, which had, had a rate from like one to five, um, uh, well, the questions were, um, uh, how much do you appreciate or how appreciative are you of your, of your uh, partner? Uh, how much do you think your partner appreciates you and how satisfied you are with your marriage? Mm-hmm. And so what they were looking at was to see uh, how good partners are at, at noticing when, uh, when their partner had made a sacrifice or, you know, had given in to them. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the uh, well, perhaps disturbing finding of the of the uh, they was half the time when one partner said that they'd made a sacrifice, uh, the other partner hadn't noticed it. Which 
on, on some level that that can be surprising, but on some level it doesn't really surprise me because I think right. sometimes we don't really know. I mean, because it can be as simple as you know, where do you want to have dinner tonight? And one person says, you know, I want to go to a Mexican restaurant. And the other right. person was thinking, well, I'd really like to have Chinese, but yeah, I can do Mexican. And so there, so there isn't even any understanding that the person has chosen to do what you want to do versus what they want to do. There's just no conversation about it. So I would know that I said, well, okay, I'm not going to the Chinese restaurant. We're going to go to Mexican. Mm-hmm. But there isn't any way that my partner would even know that was going on in my head. Uh, well, that's that's true, unless you said something about it uh-huh. um, or, or showed it in some way. But to a certain extent, um, it's also about um, uh, reading body language, mm-hmm. facial expressions, um, and also, I would say knowing something about your partner. Now, if you know that your partner doesn't really like Mexican food, but you love Mexican food, you know, it ought to, ought to occur to you, if you're going to a Mexican restaurant tonight, they're making a sacrifice for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and I think put- a lot of this goes to mm-hmm. the paying attention, and which I think, again, goes to this whole thing about we stop learning about each other the longer we've been in relationships. And it's really funny because my husband and I just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. Oh, and congratulations. I will look at my husband. I'm going, who are you? <laughs> because you'd think after 32 years, we've actually been together for 33 years, we would know everything about each other. But we don't because we keep learning and we keep changing. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that couples think, oh, I know everything about this person, when that's not a true statement. Well, no, it's not at all true. And, and you, you get part of the key there is we do continually change over time. And so we are continually learning more about, about our partner. Um, I think probably part of the issue is we create an image of our partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we rely on that image that we've got as opposed to doing a reality check to see whether our partner is, is really like the way we imagine them being. <laughs> yeah, I talk about it, the idealized person as opposed to the one who's at the, the living, breathing, you know, functioning person who's actually standing right in front of you. Um, That's right. And again, that also, that also changes our lens in how we interpret what our partner is doing because mm-hmm. – you know, we expect it to be this way and it turns into that way. And instead of giving, I, I talk to my clients about giving your partner the benefit of the doubt so mm-hmm. that if they're doing something that seems a little off, if you can interpret it in a positive way, that's, you know, unless you have absolute facts to the contrary, interpret it that way. I mean, I know that my husband would never purposely hurt me. So if I'm hurt and it's coming from him, there's something he doesn't know. Not, yeah, that's a very yeah. You yeah. know, not that I'm just going to go piss off, you know, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> could, yeah. Uh-huh. But I think that when we start to look at each other, you know, in this whole way of not recognizing the of you know the behaviors or the actions that our partners are doing to support us or the relationship, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. just pay attention to the things they're not doing. That again, that skews our viewpoint. It does. Yes. Uh-huh. 
So This is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with Georgia Gwinnett University Professor of Psychology, Dr. David Ludden, about why doing things for your partner and recognizing when they do things for you is part of the glue that holds a relationship together. And, you know, if you're struggling in your relationship and want to make it better, I encourage you to not wait one more day. Send me an email or give me a call and take advantage of my free, no obligation, create your happily ever after strategy session. You can reach me at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N is in Nancy, C is in Charlie.com. Or you can call me at area code 919-924-0463. Again, 919-924-0463. I want to get back to talking about the connection between you know, making a sacrifice for your partner for the relationship. And so, Dr. Ludden, what is that connection between doing things for each other and having a better relationship? Yeah, well, when we, when we do things for each other and, and we recognize that our partner is doing those things and we express the appreciation, uh, it creates sort of a, a, a cycle that um, my partner did something for me, um, I, uh, I express my gratitude or show my gratitude in some way that makes them feel better about them. Uh, first of all, it makes them feel better about the relationship. It also makes this, the, the, the sacrifice, in a sense, worthwhile. You know, if you give up something to make your partner happy and then you see how happy it made your partner and how appreciative uh, they were, it actually kind of reduces your perceived cost of that, mm-hmm. that sacrifice. Um, you know, on the on the on the other hand, if you if you if you give up something for your partner and your partner doesn't express any any uh, uh, gratitude, doesn't even acknowledge the the sacrifice that you made, and that that even you kind of perceive the cost as being even greater. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a, it, it, what we're trying to do here is create this uh, virtuous cycle of, of 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 giving to each other and expressing gratitude for the things that we give to each other. Well, and I think that that's you because know, people are always asking, and I'm sure you get this all the time when people find out what it is you do, is, you know, they, people say, well, what is, what is the key? What's, what's the secret? And it's really not a secret because when we first start out in relationships, we're generally trying to put our best foot forward. We're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what we can do to please the other person. But somewhere right. along the line, it then turns into, well, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> It's like, no, 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 wrong, wrong way of looking at it. Because if we continue to do those things, mm-hmm. um, then we, you know, we, we will continue to put the positive into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I guess right. I'm, I'm curious about whether or not you know at where this disconnect comes in with people. Is it because they feel like their partner doesn't recognize the things they're doing? Um, you know, that does happen. People, people will express that they feel that they're always giving and, and their partner is never, never giving anything in return and never even showing appreciation for the things they do. I think if that's actually the case, uh, you obviously have a problem in the relationship that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, I would say that it, it's not a matter of fixing your partner. It's probably more a matter of fixing yourself. That is. Wait, 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 more... wait, 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 wait. You mean my partner's not to blame? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. You don't like the word sacrifice. I don't like the word blame. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, okay. You cannot change another person, um, but, but you can't change yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes when you change yourself, that then influences your partner. And they change in response. Um, okay, if, wait if a really... I need you to I need you to say that again because that is such an important yeah. thing that I think most uh-huh. people miss. Yeah, you you cannot change another person. You can only change yourself. But the but second you... part of it is also important that when I right. start doing things different, differently, they, mm-hmm. I like adverbs. They, yeah, they the react other person differently. Can change. They will start yeah. doing reacting differently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you really, yeah, if you really do feel you're in the situation where you're always doing the giving, and your partner never gives anything in return, I would first of all say, kind of think really deeply whether that's actually true or not. Mm-hmm. If you really can come up with any examples of your partner giving in, and if you really do think that it's the case that you're the one who's always giving in, then you need to learn to be more assertive about your own needs. Yeah, and, because uh, that, that's about setting up appropriate boundaries and exactly. also, right. you know, to acknowledge, to, to take a look at why, what's behind my always, quote-unquote, giving in. And there's usually some fear factor that if I don't go along with my partner, my partner's going to be upset or my yeah. partner's going to leave me or there's mm-hmm. some underlying fear that people never actually test. Right. Right. And, uh-huh. you know, and, and so it's always an interesting, it's always an interesting thing because when people will talk, well, about my partner is going to be upset. It's like, okay, and the problem with your partner not liking it is what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they're, hopefully they're grown ups and things happen all the time that we don't like and we manage to, the uh-huh. mature ones of us manage to deal with that. But I think that, it kind of goes along with this idea about how marriage has changed over the years mm-hmm. and, and this idea that, well, if my partner were really the love of my life, my soulmate, they would never be upset with me. Uh, yeah, but conflict is a part of any relationship. Right. I think uh. it's, I think it's, I, I use this quote all the time, and I think it was George Patton who said, you know, if, if two people agree on everything, one of them isn't necessary, which I love that quote. <laughs> Because it's true, doesn't yeah. mean we don't always agree with our friends or our coworkers or our children or our siblings. Or it's like, so why should we think that we would always agree with our partners? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah. It is this unrealistic uh, expectation that we have of our spouses in modern marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that a really important question, because this is going again back to um, Got- John Gottman and one of his four horsemen of the mm-hmm. apocalypse is the concept of scorekeeping. So how do we yeah. keep this normal, necessary reciprocity in a relationship from turning into a quid pro quo or a scorekeeping? Well, I did this for you, so now you have to do this other thing for me. How, how do we keep that from happening? Yeah, well... I think it goes back to this attitude of, of gratitude is kind of recognizing that your partner must be making 
uh, must be giving in and doing things for you, even if you're not aware of it. And so rather than counting all the times that you gave in, because you know all the times you made a sacrifice. Uh, you don't know all the times that your partner did something for you, right? You, mm-hmm. Because you may not be aware of it. As, as the research showed, about half the times we don't even notice that our partner uh, did something for us. Um, but just kind of keeping in mind, keeping that in mind that your partner is probably doing things for you without you even noticing it. And, and so keeping, just kind of remaining uh, grateful of the things, not just that you are aware of that they've done for you, but also being grateful for the things that they did even without your, your awareness. Uh, well, and I, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's really a critical thing. And I know that mm-hmm. many people who do what I do um, actually you know, tell people, it's like, okay, at the end of the day, identify you know, some number, three, five, whatever, even one thing that, you know, acknowledging what your partner did that you can be grateful for. Right. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. really actively, intentionally look for these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, you know, I mean, I think it is, uh, going back to that old concept of familiarity breeds contempt, I mean, I think it really is easy to take um, what our partner does for granted. Like I said, I right. expect my husband to come home every day, and I don't necessarily thank him for coming home every day, but I'm grateful <laughs> that he does. Um, yeah. And at some point in time, I need to share that with him because I think it's not just enough for me to know or write down Mm -hmm. what my partner has done that I'm grateful for, but actually to share it with them. Right. Uh Uh To let them know that you're appreciative, right? Right, because one, they'll continue, the the chances are if I'm showing appreciation for it, they'll continue to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's just simple reinforcement right there. Uh, right. It feels good to be appreciated. And so when you show your appreciation, um, that just encourages people to, your, your partner to do more things for you. Uh, yeah, actually, an interesting, if I could share this, an interesting uh, secondary finding on this, on the study we were talking about uh, where they were looking at, at whether people noticed their partner's uh, sacrifices is there were quite a few occasions where one partner said that, their, that, that the other person had sacrificed when that other person didn't report a sacrifice. Interesting. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> but what's also more interesting is, is that because they expressed their gratitude, even though the partner didn't really think it was a sacrifice, they still felt better about it, and both were happier in the relationship as a result. So just getting, kind of getting in this habit of expressing gratitude, a more, sort of a more general level, not, not, not necessarily on a, uh, on a case-by-case basis expressing gratitude, but just kind of acknowledging that, you know, I know you do things for me, and I really appreciate the things that you do. Right. And going back to John Gottman's five-to-one positive interaction yeah. to one negative, and this is one mm-hmm. of those things, and I know that it shows up a lot of times in couples, is that, you know, my partner's doing something for me, but they're not doing it in exactly the way I want them to do it, so I correct them as opposed to thanking them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which then actually has that counter effect of, well, why should I do this if I'm just going to get criticized for it? Exactly, yeah. And, again, this all goes back to because, you know, we're, we're talking about um, 
a specific behavior or, or a specific set of behaviors that will improve relationships, but there are a whole bunch of them. And you know, mm-hmm. being able to communicate positively, which showing appreciation, showing gratitude, even making sacrifices mm-hmm. are things that are positive. Being able to talk about them in a productive way mm-hmm. is an incredibly important aspect as well. That's right. Uh-huh. Um yeah, so the, and I think when you talk about talking about it, this sort of communication, again, I, I would like to emphasize the fact that communication goes beyond language. It's, uh, it's the uh, facial expressions, the posture, you know, body postures and things like that that you have to keep in the habit of, of reading in your partner. Uh, when, we're, when, we're fir- when we're first getting to know someone, we actually pay a lot of attention to, yes, to so-called body language uh, because uh, – uh, that that actually gives us more information than 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 the speech does, and I think we stop reading our partner's body language after a while. That's sort of the familiarity you were talking about, right? And so we got or really- we make assumptions about what it is, and I talk about assumptions being the gremlins of relationships, mm-hmm. along with expectations. Yeah. Assumptions, you know, I'm assuming that because I'm seeing this from you, it means X. Mm-hmm. And I don't bother to check with you going, hey, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm experiencing this. Is that what's happening here? You know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear it all the time. It's like, well, my, partner, my partner's mad at me. Have <laughs> you checked? I mean, they may mm-hmm. be giving off visual cues that they're upset about something, but then there's an assumption that it's something that I did as opposed to, hey, I'm just curious about what's happening here, and I'm just wondering, is, you know, what, is there something upsetting to you? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it gives my partner go, yeah, I'm really annoyed, be, you know, that you did X, or it's like, no, I'm just really upset because of something going on at work, or, uh-huh. you know. And I don't think people understand that we have the ability to set up either a positive cycle or a negative cycle, and I think that's really right. what this study that you wrote about is talking mm-hmm. about about setting up that positive cycle of behavior. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, David, Dr. Ludden, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. And is there some place sure. because you know, I I want people to know that there's actually relationship research going on out there <laughs> that will really help sure. them. Uh, so, and and you do this. So can you tell people where they can find out more about the research that you do, more about just relationship research that you write about? Because this, sure. this wasn't uh-huh. your study. This was something that you felt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, well yeah, my, my specialization really is in language and communication. And, mm. and, and of course, part of that is, is relationships, but not, not just intimate relationships either, but kind of relationships in, in general. Um, and I, I do maintain a blog on the on psychology today, mm-hmm. so you can you can check you can find that there. You can look for my name, David Ludden, and you can find my blog. I talk about a wide range of subjects, but uh, a lot of them do have to do with communication within relationships. Right, and what I tell people is, you know, um, communication is necessary but not sufficient. It's like you can't resolve anything if you can't communicate about it, but that's just right. the first step. <laughs> But mm-hmm. it's a huge first step. <laughs> that's right. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, yeah just, just kind of keeping an open mind in the relationship and to your partner. I like, I like your uh, advice about always giving your partner the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 
that's really important in relationships too. It is. So the key to a happy, successful relationship is to do things for each other on a consistent basis. It's a really and, simple concept, mm-hmm. but it often yeah. gets complicated by life, as we've talked about today. But the truth of the matter is it's something that remains in your hands. You get to choose. So paying attention to your partner and noticing the efforts they make for you is what you did when you were first together. And as I said earlier, continuing to do so is a successful choice that you get to make. So the question you have to ask is, are you making the choices that support your relationship? And hopefully, because you're listening to the program, that's one of the choices that you're making. And I hope you'll continue to listen. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving.